for Supremos, this is what we're doing. We're going to do episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays because I'm going to put out three a week. That's what I got to do. We, we just bought a house. We got to keep keep the revenue coming. But they're going to be really good. Okay, really good. I put a lot of effort into it and I have been for the last 500 episodes and I'm not stopping now. So we're continuing on with the Jack the Ripper case. And this is going to be different than all the other podcasts because you're getting play by play of every aspect of Jack the Ripper, you know, everything. So you're yeah. going to be able to make your own damn decision by the end of this shit. Anyway, on Thursday, you don't, you definitely don't want to miss it because that will be, and I'll tease it in this episode, that will be the 100% first, everyone agrees, Jack the Ripper. Okay. This one is a maybe, but it only, it happened about 20 days before the first Jack the Ripper. No one's in disagreement about that. Okay. The Conical Five, but this one is the one right before. It's brutal too, but the reason and I want to- this is still one of the Whitechapel murders. Yes. A lot of people think that these are all the same guy. And right. that could be possible with escalation. No one's going to, all right, if I'm a, I'm going to become a serial killer tomorrow. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go out and I'm just going to disembody someone, you know, cut their arteries like I'm a skilled surgeon and do all this stuff perfect the first time. No, it, you, you got to practice. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to get into the role. That's what escalation is. So anyway, this may be the same guy. We'll, we'll see. Okay. If this is Jack the Ripper, then we have a really good idea of who he may be. And he ain't no damn cigar maker, I'll tell you that, if this is him. But you guys can decide. Okay. Or you heard of the Torso Tim's murders. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know what that's about, cutting out the torsos, yada, yada. And how many torsos were there? There were 11. Wow. We only talked about No, them. no, no, no. Excuse me. There were 11 murders in total. So torsos, one, two, three, four. We talked. We did three. There was one that I didn't do. It was too small. Okay. I was going to say, I yeah. think we only talked about two. So, okay. Well, then we there's three. There's one I didn't do that was too small. Okay. There is one after Jack the Ripper, which is probably the same guy, I would imagine. But it may not be Jack the Ripper. Okay. It's, it's confusing because they have three cases and they and this is Scotland Yard, man. Like, these are the Pinkertons, right? I mean, they should be able to fucking catch this guy. Isn't that what they're known for? Know. Anyway, so you guys can tell me if you think this is Jack the Ripper or not. But Hey, Natasha. Well, What's up, Natasha? What do you get? What do you think of that? Of that? I like it. I'm excited. Tonight we are talking about a Whitechapel murder, August seventh, eighteen eighty eight. So when was the last one? Do you remember? The last one was October twenty. Oh no, that's not it. The last one was. April 4th, 1888. Emma Elizabeth Smith, the letter in the box, the kidney, that was October 1888. Okay. So I believe that is right after this, what we're talking about. This is in August, August 7th, 1888. We're talking about a police chief right now. This is 2 a.m. in the morning. His name is Thomas Barrett. And there are a couple witnesses here to what I'm going to tell you about. But that's where we're starting tonight with this guy. And do you want to go to Google or not? Nah, it's up to you. Are we going back? to the Thames? Uh, so we're close. We're This is still in Whitechapel, but this is the exact place we're going to tonight. This is a little apartment building. Okay. August 7th, 1888, a police constable was patrolling, doing his beat. It's 2 a.m. in the morning, and he sees a man. He's just hanging out, kind of suspicious. And this man, he's a young guy, a very young guy, probably 19, 20 years old. And he's just sitting there and he's got a a weird dress about him. He is of military something in the military at this time with these guys, at least. If you were to go out on like a night leave or something, or if you were to go out at night or whatever, you don't have to wear your uniform, but you do have to wear something signifying that you are a soldier. Ah. 
So, I mean, the Citadel does the same thing here. <laughs> well, they do make them wear their oh. uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, this constable, sees this young man and he says, you know, what are you doing here, son? Like, you know, this is this a seedy area? Kind of, very seedy. Okay. And I want to say London, especially in the East End, there was a lot of societal woes at this time. I basically said what was going on in London during the Jack the Ripper time. Let me pull up what it said. Oh, interesting. This is like the time of a tale of two cities, right? Dark Charles Dickens. I I don't read fiction. <laughs> what was that book about? <laughs> Never mind. No, tell me. I don't. You, what was it about? Uh, it, it's during the time of the Industrial Revolution. That is. This is in the industrial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let me pull up what I said because it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So this was, I guess, the start of the Industrial Revolution. And there were, like I said last time, there were only two classes, which is the lower class or what was called back then the unfortunates. Ooh. You know, it's like if you see someone on the street now, you would. You may call them the unfortunate. I don't know. Mm. But that's what kind of they were called back then. Called wow. back then, And that was the majority of everyone, right? Interesting. Here we go. So I asked this thing. I said, uh, what society events were happening during the time of Jack the Ripper, 1888-ish? This period was marked by significant culture, societal, political, and technological changes. The Industrial Revolution. Urbanization was occurring at an unprecedented rate. So that's a, another big thing. Everyone's moving to the cities. Moving to the cities mm-hmm. to get close to the factories because they're working there and they got to go to work like in three hours because they only, you know, during the start of the revolution, they just worked them to death. So a lot of the housing was paid for by the factories. So they would just live there and just go work. Which they still do that shit in China. Where do you think your iPhone comes from? All those, like a lot of those people kill themselves in the factory. They yeah. live in the factory. I know. Uh, social inequality. There was a vast gap between the rich and poor. The East End was a stark contrast to the wealthier parts of London. Slums, poor living conditions, and a high rate of unemployment were common in this area. What also comes out with, uh, like, the rise of unemployment? Crime. Well, yeah, crime, but what else that women are usually fall into? Prostitution, mm-hmm. right? So, the Irish question, Ireland's push for the home rule uh, between the British Parliament, I don't know, women's rights movements, mm. women's suffrage. Yep. Could that have been something? I mean, maybe. Jack the Ripper is like, fuck this. Maybe. You know, anti anti female, yeah. yeah. Social reforms, um, scientific, technological advances, arts and literature. Thomas Hardy, I don't know who that is. Media sensation, the rise of mass media, especially in newspapers. Holy shit! So I noticed something very interesting with this case. So I went back from all the Thames murders, and you would see little snippets, and then you can see as the bodies kept piling up, more and more newspapers started posting about it. So I don't know what happened. Like maybe someone, like maybe at their news station, everyone's piled up to see, you know, what happened to this body. It's morbid curiosity, but whatever, however they figured it out, they figured out that if it bleeds, it leads. And you can see that in this case. You can see that so well in this case. Yeah. Because it really does ramp up. I'm talking about the details they're putting in there. Like, I mean, it's like a reality TV show. And that's what it was. It was just entertainment back then, you know? And it still is now, I guess. But it, I guess it was the first time. Anyway, this soldier, he says, I'm just waiting on my chum 
to uh, to come back. He's walking a woman home to where she lives, and and he should be back any minute, maybe an hour or two. So here's what happened. And he was talking to the police. Me and a friend, we're both soldiers. We're pub hopping because this is a bank holiday, so everyone's got ah. everyone got paid. So we're going from bar to bar, and we can stay out all night. And we meet these two fine young ladies. Well, not young, older ladies. We meet these two fine older ladies, and who are for sale for the night. Yeah, they are. Okay. But I'm not, they may have not have known that. Okay. They are walking them home and then they split up. Each of the soldiers has his own woman. Mm -hmm. And he had already dropped his woman off and now he's just waiting on his buddy. Okay. So the cop's like, all right, you know, whatever. Have a good night, you know, yada, yada. Next, what happens is, and and he's called as a witness. And this is in the George Yard building. This is an apartment building. And I showed you where it was. A guy named John Sanders. John Sa- John Saunders Reeves. He was leaving for work that morning at 5 a.m. in the morning. And he literally is coming down his apartment, the one I showed you, and he has to step over a woman's body. Now, someone, a, a cab driver earlier in the night who got home at 3 a.m. saw this woman sleeping or something. He didn't see any blood, but it is dark. This woman is on the bottom of the stairs. She's kind of curled up. He thought it, it was someone sleeping there. And this happens a lot in this time. However, at 5 a.m., this man gets out of his, you know, leaves his apartment, and then he actually sees this huge pool of blood. This woman has been stabbed repeatedly. And this is kind of a newspaper photo at the, of the time here that was printed. So this woman down here. Mm. Now, she's on the bottom step of this apartment building. Yeah. So here's one of the things I want you to think about. That's pretty ballsy to kill someone there. These apartments are filled up with people. and True, very overcrowded. I mean, you think the apartment departments now are bad where you can like hear your neighbors and it's like, turn that shit down. Think about it back then. They didn't even care about that. It's just a little piece of plywood up between everyone's, you know, space. So do you think they were, she was actually murdered there? Well, we'll get to that. Or was her body just left there? Well, we'll get to that. But it is very odd to everyone that there was no screaming. Or if there was, right. no one heard Nobody, it. No one, no one or heard Or is it. it just like too common? So there was a body found. Body found at the apartment on the bottom steps. 39 stab wounds. 39 body and legs, nine stab wounds in the throat, 17 in the breast. Her left lung was penetrated in five different places. This was a savage, savage murder. It was horrible. We do have her death photo. Now, not the body, but just the face. Now, this was actually printed in the in the newspaper. Wow. Yeah, there you go. The first time ever. Was it so they could identify the body or was it so they could sell papers? You tell me, because it seems seems like as more as I'm reading this is to sell papers. Yeah. But this is what they printed. That's her. Oh, wow. That's the woman. We don't even have a name for this woman yet. Wow. Now, here's a cool picture I found. I see some people do this sometimes. Some are very talented people. But they'll take these old photos and recolor them to what they would look like today. Mm-hmm. So this is her in today's what she would look like today. I thought it was a pretty good uh, recreation there. Oh, interesting. So that's what she looks like. So can you kind of describe her? 
Um, if I were to guess, I would say maybe she's in her late 30s, early 40s. Um, she is maybe on the heavier side. Um, brown hair, it looks like. I can't tell if her hair is long or short, honestly. I can't tell if it's to her shoulders or longer than that. I think this is take, I think this is a picture of where she was lying. It looks like she's maybe wearing a dress, but I think that's a. It looks a, like a blanket a, covering. Her. Exactly. And you see where the blanket is covering those spots. Because remember I said she was stabbed in the throat like nine times? Yeah. Where do you think she was stabbed at? Right here, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So this blanket's doing a great job, but you can see the blood, all this coagulation down here. It almost looks like maybe the throat was like slit almost. That's a good point. However, if it was, that is a really, just remember you said that. If it was, that could change a lot of things as far as MO. But however, I didn't see anywhere where it said it was. It said just nine stab wounds with a pen knife into the throat. That's all I saw Mm. in all these newspapers, right? Okay. So, but that wasn't the only weapon used. All right. Now, spoiler alert, if you guys didn't catch on to this, that guy's buddy that the constable saw, his chum, he was with this woman. Oh, right. So his buddy is suspect number one. Yeah. Well, actually, now he is also a suspect. Yes. So we got to figure out who this Because was there even a buddy, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, there was because there's other witnesses that saw saw them together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, All right. So we we have a suspect for this. We have a suspect. Two, actually. One's not here, but the other one. Now, this this guy who talked to the constable, and I guess this was okay back in the day, but I definitely wouldn't try it. He refused to give his name, which sucks. (laughs) I mean, dude, at least give a fake name. Right. Say your name is Charles Dickens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How's he going to know? So what I want to decide is, is this Jack the Ripper? The start of Jack the Ripper? I can't tell you until we cover Jack the Ripper. We're going to cover his first victim tonight. Well, we're going to tease it tonight. Okay. A perplexing feature in connection with the outrage is the number of injuries on the young woman's body. That the stabs were from a weapon shaped like a bayonet is almost established beyond doubt. A bayonet. That's interesting. Military. Ooh, is he a, is he a military doctor? There's two camps here. There's a bigger camp here that believe that Jack the Ripper is this guy mm-hmm. than the Tim's murders. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do place this as the first Jack the Ripper victim. The stabs were from a weapon shaped like a bayonet that is almost established beyond doubt. Now, the bayonet was the first one thrust in right through the heart, but that's not the only weapon used. So That's right. You said it was a pen. A pen, a pen knife. knife. So they could tell that, I don't know if they could tell that the first one was was the bayonet, but this is why they think it was because no one heard the scream. So it was like an instant death. Died immediately. Yeah. However, like you said, if they, if whoever did this moved the body to that location, which why would he do that? So this woman lived well, there. Well, we know that they, the person who became Jack the Ripper, right? Or who was Jack the Ripper was interested in fame because he was writing those letters, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't a murderer, if it could be the same person, want the body to be found getting a it was taste. G- it was going to be found regardless. This is a dead well, woman. If it, yeah, but like it causes a scene in a public place. 
So here's my- Differently than a woman who's found dead in her apartment. So here's my thinking on this matter, because this is very important, if it is Jack the Ripper. So the police believe that the bayonet was used first, and the only reason they believe that is because there was no screaming heard. However, if he would have moved the body, which I didn't see anywhere where the police surmised that, there may have not been blood anywhere else. Plus, she was lying in a pool of her own blood. Mm -hmm. But this is very important because the bayonet used, if it wasn't used first, the reason it was used last is because a little pen knife wasn't doing it, wasn't killing her. Yep. So you pull out the bayonet and you straight to the heart. That thing goes right through there. But at the same time, she would be screaming bloody murder and all of the other tenants in that apartment would wake up. Now, I want to say she lived in that apartment. So did he know that? Kill her somewhere else and then drop her off at the or, apartment for fame or just be like, okay, she was at her apartment. Well, what if, yeah, could be, or what if they were both at their, at her apartment? Yeah. I mean, they were at her apartment. Right. Yeah. They were probably inside because they were gone for about two hours, according to the other guy. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Now, this is a pretty brutal murder here. 39 stab wounds, a bayonet was used, which who carries bayonets? Soldiers, right? Right. Now, there's only two types of soldiers that can carry a bayonet. This is very important too. Because that maps down yes. quick. A and were the two gentlemen, those two types of soldiers? One was a corporal, which is kind of like a sergeant, but not. You're not enlisted. You're, you're not an NCO, non-commissioned officer yet. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like all the work, but no pay type mm -hmm. of thing. So it's like the next step is a sergeant. Okay. So basically you have all the responsibilities. So a corporal or above can carry, or they have to carry a sidearm. That sidearm has a bayonet on it. A corporal which he was. He, the, the woman who, the guy who took the woman on the date? Yes. Not the friend who was questioned by police. No one knows. No one knows who these guys are. You're going to see. But you just said yes to the one. I said yes. One of them was a corporal and one yeah. of them was a private. That's all we, we know. Oh. Yeah. But you don't know. No, no, no. don't know the identities no, no, no. of these men. No, excuse me. I didn't say as a matter of, I didn't mean as a matter of fact, one's a private, one's a corporal. I said a bayonet was used. The people that can carry a bayonet, you have to be a corporal or, or a sergeant. Or higher, right? Or higher. Or higher. And rank. one of these two people. Had to be a, a corporal to carry a bayonet. That's what I'm trying to say. The woman, let me tell you her name. Her name right now, and it took them forever to figure out her identity. She was misidentified three different times, but this woman's name is Martha Tabram. So she is maybe the first victim. She also goes by Martha Turner. So when I typed in Martha Martha Tabram, and I did all my research with these old newspapers, when I looked that up, I was getting the first hits in September. And I was like, well, what the fuck? She got killed in August, August 7th. Why, why is no one talking about it till September? Well, that's because at the time she was going by a different name, Martha Turner. That's not her maiden name. That was her, mm -hmm. who she was living with, the guy named Turner. So that's who everyone knew her by. So I typed in Martha Martha Turner, guess what? The day after she's found dead, her story starts to appear, mm -hmm. you know? And only a month later did they put her real name on her. She was being throttled while her head was down. So she was on her face and this guy was on top of her. Her head's down. He is smashing her head into the, into the, the ground. Her face was so swollen and distorted in consequence that her real features are not discernible. Well, we have her photo. Let me, you want to see it again? Yeah, I mean, 
mean, we could tell who she was if that was the death photo. Well, you said she was a little overweight. I'm telling you she wasn't. This is her being swollen, I'm pretty sure. That's what they're trying oh. to say. That's her swollen. Oh, interesting. So you can kind of see. I mean, this is uh, redone. So this is the this will be the first picture right here. So, you know, this could all be blue. We just don't know. Like, I mean, this is black and white, mm-hmm. right? So this guy, whoever did this, like, colored it in. He colored it in the skin tone. But this could be all blue. I mean, you don't know. Oh, interesting, though, that you know that could saying? be swelling. Yeah, this is probably swelling. Because she wasn't big. She was, she's a, a prostitute that, um, that hardly eats. And let's be honest. She doesn't eat a lot, you know? And she drinks. And that's how she gets her calories. She was a, her profession, besides prostitution, was she was a hawker. You know, stand on the street and sell trinkets and stuff. That was her job or her way she made money. Right. Interesting. So, yeah, I think this photo here is misleading. Now, this was like painted by somebody here, but I think this is misleading because I think it's supposed to be all blue and black. But you can't tell in the black and white photo, obviously. All right, let's move on. I'm getting too slow here. All right. She was found on the stairs of of this apartment and a couple people actually saw her. And Alfred Crow, a cab driver who got home at 3 a.m. that morning, 3.30 a.m. that morning. He lived at 35 George Yard. Now, she lived in George Yard, too. 38 George Yard which is that apartment building. Mm-hmm. He gets home at 3.30 and, quote, on his way upstairs, he saw somebody lying on the first landing. It was not an unusual thing to see, and he passed on and went to bed. Somebody may have been just, you know, drunk or something. Exactly. Now, we can kind of map out the timeline because another resident, an Elizabeth Mahoney, 47 years old, who also lives in the George Yard buildings, said that she was out with friends and she returned at 2 a.m. with her husband. And then they actually left right after 2 a.m. So the cab driver gets home at 3.30, sees her. All right. We know she's there at 3.30. This woman, Elizabeth Mahoney, she returns to George Yard Buildings at 2 a.m. with her husband, but then she leaves again to go get food, some late night food, and she gets home around 2.30, 2.30 or even later. So that maps out the timeline because when she gets back, that woman is still not there. So between 2.30 and 3.30. Exactly. All right. So there were plenty of people who saw this woman Martha together with a couple of soldiers. Plenty of people. This is from her friend, a Mary Connolly, who's going to become a star witness in this case. She's also a prostitute. She's known as Pearly Pole. That's what they call her. Pearly Pole. (laughs) That's what it is. Pearly Pole. She also goes by another name. It's like the cinnamon candy of of, uh, (laughs) of the 1800s. Uh, That's what her name is, Pearly Pole. I mean, her... <laughs> her prostitute name. Her other name I saw was Mog. <laughs> M-O-G-G. <laughs> I think Pearly Pole is a better one. <laughs> no shit. All right, this is what she says happened. She walked around in several bars with her friend, Martha Tabram. They're friends. They work together. They walk around several bars. Because you know why? You know why the women are walking around tonight? Looking for a place to stay. Well, no, not a place to stay per se, but... And don't get mad at me for saying this, but it's bank holiday. That means the soldiers are out. They got money to spend. That means they got money to spend. That means drinks are flowing. And so they're definitely out. All right. And a lot of people see him because a lot of other people were out too. So they were seen in company of both of these men and they did place two soldiers under arrest, which we'll talk about. They belong to the Coldstream Guards. I don't know, some London thing. Seen drinking at Princess Alice. 
which is like a one of the bars. One was a private. This is what she says. One was a private and the other was a corporal. That's what this witness is saying. The one that was with her. This is the one that was with the other guy. Okay. That when the constable saw this guy, mm-hmm. he had already dropped Pearly Pole off. Right. One or two other women who saw her in the company of some soldiers at the neighboring public houses. There was a dispute and one of the soldiers struck the companion of the deceased a blow. This was just by George Yard, a long, dark thoroughfare, and it is believed that the deceased was forcibly dragged up to the place where she was found so brutally ill-treated and so fearfully wounded. So people saw saw a soldier hitting this woman. Mm-hmm. They saw that, yep. beating the shit out of her, and they didn't do anything about it. So, I mean, I'm kind of leaning on it's this soldier that killed her. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who else would it be, really? Right. All right. As I started, Police Constable Barrett, he is on duty walking around 2 a.m., and he sees that companion, and that timeline does kind of map up, you know, mm-hmm. because right after this, she's dead on the doorstep. He's He actually sees the body around 4 that morning, and then he remembers that guy he was talking talking to and now he's got to try to identify them and the the friend that was with Pearly Pole has to try to identify the soldiers too. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think so far? I mean, I know like- So far it makes it seem like the two gentlemen that these two ladies were with had something to do with it. Yeah. Now a lot of people think that this is Jack the Ripper. Right. Here's a uh, a newspaper clipping that's kind of like a um Damn it. It's like a description of what what was found. So it says the unfortunate victim was seen drinking with soldiers. So that's her right here. This is her. Oh, they've got the bitch slap on the what on the image. The what slap? Bitch slap. No, he's just doing the thing with the you know. Oh, it looked like he was slapping her face. What? No, they're just having fun drinking. Oh, oh, okay. So it doesn't show a bayonet, but I guess he has one on there somewhere. He's in uniform. Mm -hmm. All right. So then George Yard. That's where she lived lodging good beds, and then finding the body of the murdered woman on the landing of the George building. So this is her in a pool of blood. So she's not fat. She's just really swelled, right? Hmm. And then the mortuary entrance to George Yard. This is where they think she was murdered at and then dragged to her apartment. Mm -hmm. Or maybe she was murdered inside her apartment. I don't know. It's it's weird. So this is the corset that she was stabbed through. Oh, interesting. So so I'm imagining that penknife isn't going to penetrate that, and that's why he pulled out the bayonet. Yeah, there were some serious undergarments in those days. Exactly. The fact that they knew that it was the bayonet that did it was pretty impressive in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Polly Pole, now it's up to her to to identify who this was. At noon yesterday, there was a parade of Coldstream and Grenadier guards. So here's what happened. The commander comes and he's like, all right, every, every one of you soldiers, and this is a few days after the incident, every one of you soldiers line up. You're going to march, dress right dress, in formation, in a straight line one by one and this woman pearly pole is going to look at your faces and try to pick out who she was with that night all right that's what's happening here the assembly call was at once sounded and these men were drawn up in quarter column after which they filed through a passage where inspector reed sergeant conter and another police officer were stationed with pearly pole the woman asked to scrutinize the faces of the soldiers as they passed. Now, she did pick out two men, a corporal and a private, okay? This is where it gets kind of iffy. So, she says, that's him! exclaimed she. I'm positive the suspect was temporarily temporarily detained and the filing of 
of the others continued. When a few more had passed, the woman scanning the features of everyone intently pointed to a private as being the second man. She positively declared that he accompanied her to a house in the district where the murder took place. Are you positive? When they asked Pearly Pole. Certain. So she pulled them out of a lineup marching by. But a very large lineup. Exactly. And she pulled out the right rank too. One's a corporal, one's a private. I think you would know who you spent the entire night with and who went back to your house. Unless you were under the influence of a lot of alcohol. Yeah. But here you go. It was pointed out that the corporal was but a private with a good conduct stripe, a man of exemplary character who was in the barracks by 10 o'clock on bank holiday night. So is this the, I don't know, I feel like this may be a cover, cover in their asses type of thing. I don't know. You mean like it could still be this this guy and he's I mean, just yeah, got a she, good guy persona? Yeah, she picked him out. Yeah, right. Could be. And he was out that night, but he got back at 10. I mean, and how, how do we know? Was there a roster? Like, I'm, I don't know. So you think she positively identified if she the did, gentleman? If she did, we would know who it was. Is his alibi strong about the whole 10 o'clock thing? All it says is he was of exemplary character who was in the bed racks by 10 o'clock on bank holiday. And also seeing the private's movements on the night of the crime was also forthcoming. The former man was at once exonerated while while he is also of exceptionally good character, was formally told that further inquiries must be instituted. He was told that no, there would be no stain rested upon him as this was clearly a case of mistaking identity. It is asserted that Pearly Pole has identified two innocent men who could not have been in Whitechapel at the time, she says. The police will not further seek her aid in elucidating the mystery. So what what we, so what we you think is going on here is because she is a, a female and a, and a prostitute, she's not credible. Yeah, she's it's, not credible. It's the, it's the guys, though, who clearly they're, they're good. Oh, they're good guys. They would never do anything wrong. I They're mean, upstanding gentlemen. And you think that's the part that's bullshit. You think Pearly Pole's right. I, I think no one's saying that. I think everyone, even the ones I looked up on um, other people covering this, they just take the word of the newspaper. Of the news, of not just the newspaper, but of the By say, but, uh, of the yeah. command. Yeah. Oh, it couldn't have been these guys. But They're they were, they were well, everyone thought Ted Bundy was a good guy too. You know, volunteering at 911 <laughs> call centers and they shit. Were, they were in their bed racks at 10 p.m. I mean, how do you even prove that? Yeah. Like, is there a roster? Because those rosters could just easily said, Oh, been. yeah, I was in bed. Yeah, we used to do that all the time in, in training. Yeah. And when I went to AIT, we would do that all the time. You would just pay the guy because there's a night watchman. You just pay him a couple bucks, well, give him there, a couple beers, and just be like, yo, I'm going to be a little late. Just sign me in at 10. There you go. That's I mean, literally, I don't think, think yeah, then that's, that's reasonable to expect that that could happen in the 1800s as it could in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that... So anyway, that is if this is the same as Jack. If it's not Jack the Ripper, then honestly, who cares? You know, this is just a one-time thing. Now, let's look at Jack the Ripper, just a little bit of his crime, his first one, to see if it's somewhat similar. Let's go to the 31st, literally 20-something days 
later. This would be the first Jack the Ripper case what I'm going to talk about now. It's just going to be a teaser, but you can see the MO and you can tell me if it's the same. Because if it's the same MO, then Jack the Ripper is a military man. End of story. But if it is not, then there are two madmen, well, three, three madmen. With the torso. Walking London around the same time. And I went back to the paper, remember? There was nothing of this nature for a hundred years before this. Yeah, there were murders, but not dismemberments. Right. So now you got three within the same time period. That's a little coincidental, you know. Anyway, so this is the 31st. A woman was found. A constable finds a young woman about 4.30 on the 31st, and it's a dead body of a woman. Now, this woman had, her head had been, quote, nearly severed from her body. A horrible gash, fully an inch in width, extended from the side of the neck to the other, completely severing her windpipe. The lower portion of her abdomen was completely ripped open, causing the bowels to protrude. The woman was at once conveyed to the mortuary where now she lies. That seems a little different, does it not? It does, but that's interesting, though, that I thought that the throat was slit on that other one. I know. Well, I didn't see it was slit. It looked like that from the death by I know. But would this guy risk it? If this is the military guy, would he risk going out and doing this? If someone's a serial killer and a crazy, yeah. can they help it? You know? So I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, that's another Jack the Ripper. We're going to be doing that one on Thursday. Okay. Like I said, I know that it's kind of boring. Not boring. I know. I think it's really interesting. I mean, we're going step by step. I know that's freaking not how I usually do it, but that's how I'm doing it now. Plus, we're doing more episodes now. So, you know. There you go. So, and I'm like researching these in real time. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hmm. On these, like, you you give me a lot to think about in between. So I'm glad that we're recording more frequently versus like waiting until Saturday. That would. Yeah. Because it's because I am really thinking about could it be the same guy? Could it be? Could the torso, you know, and all of the connections that, you, you know, and things that we've shared. Yeah. Could that all be feasibly one person? I don't know. So I haven't done these yet. So I don't even know myself. You know, I'm going to be researching this this week. So I'm I'm at the same place now that you are. If you ask me, I don't think the Tim's murders are the same. I think there was too long and it was just too different. But as I read this, I don't see a surgeon doing this. A, the freak. All right. So let me just read what it said again. The um, on further examination, her head was nearly severed from the body, a horrible gash in width. Uh, the lower portion of the abdomen was completely ripped open, causing the bowels to protrude. I don't see a surgeon there. No, I'm, curi- I see someone I'm curious was, if if they if that progressed later. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I haven't done this. But I'm not seeing a surgeon. I'm seeing someone who has some fucking anger issues and just was like, ah, fuck you. It's like a slasher movie. No shit. See, a lot of people, so we paint Jack the Ripper and we do this with serial killers all the time. This is one of the reasons they never catch them because you think they're all like Silence of the Lambs, like Hannibal Lecter, that they're intelligent yeah. and they're mm-hmm. smart mm-hmm. and they must have been to medical school. That's never, ever the case. I mean, it is in some instances, but rarely. nine times out of 10 is not, you know? I mean, Arthur Shawcross, dumb as rocks, right? I mean, half the killers we've done. Bad upbringings. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I hope you guys liked it. So we're going to do this Tuesdays and Thursdays and one episode on Saturday. So it's going to be spread out and that way we can put out episodes all week. Love it. Sweet. So I hope you guys liked it. We're continuing with Jack, Jack the Ripper, one newspaper at a time. I'll put some of those sources on the Discord for you guys. And uh, cool. that's it. 
it. So we'll see you on Thursday. So until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely Supremos. Bye. run this shit.